Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stand by for an urgent bulletin. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Now, I'm going to be honest with you here. But here's what I've learned about myself over the years. I have a high-functioning brain. You! You seem to know all the players in this poorly-acted farce. What do they call that one? Jeff Lutz. Goodness gracious, you're really struggling today. If I had said that, I mean, I'd be kicked off the show permanently. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Hello again, everybody. It is a Tuesday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, your co-host, Max Power, produces and engineers the show, 869-1240. It's the IHOP hotline. Jeff is in today. Uh, welcome. What's up? What do you have for us? Not a whole lot Been today. checking your phone uh, quite no, uh, I'm just looking at something energetically. here. Energetically, what are you what are you checking? I'm looking at uh, Wichita State uh, ticket prices because I know we're having Kevin Saul on later. I wanted to have the most up to date information. Well, we don't have a home game for a while. Uh, January fourth, North Texas, the yeah. Mean Green, visiting Wichita. They were here for a non conference game fairly recently, but that takes me back to my youth when North Texas was a f- member. Not a very successful one, but a member nonetheless of the Missouri Valley Conference back in the heyday of the Valley. It's exciting. They didn't have a lot of uh, success, but you had to beat them. They weren't terrible. I wasn't there. I don't have any comments. No, on you that. hate it when I go back into yesterday. You can do whatever year. you want. I'm just saying, if you want, if you want feedback on that, I'm not necessarily your guy. Football, they were a little better. Well, they had Mean, mean Joe, Joe Green. Green and some others. Uh, who those others are, no clue. Nobody knows. Uh, but they were better in football. Basketball, they – I'd have to go back and I'm look gonna... at some North Texas history. And we're going to play that up as we get closer to that game. We're going to do what now? Play that up, North Wait, what Texas. Up? We are? Yeah, because they're, they're a pretty good program. And uh, their coach now is at uh, Texas Tech, the guy that built that thing. Uh, so I'm very curious about renewing that old Missouri Valley Conference rivalry now in the American Athletic Conference. To me, uh, that has a chance to develop into a pretty good rivalry for the Shockers. It could very well be. This I just don't – pro football reference. I mean, baseball reference puts everything to shame. 
But I'd really like if I click on players who went to North Texas to see how many games they played in the NFL. But I, I, they're just not going to provide that information. Well, maybe they're working on it. Maybe that's a work in progress. Uh, you never know. Baseballreference.com is one of the best sites on the whole Internet. It's now that amazing. they've added, uh, what's that uh, game they've added? Immaculate Grid. I would have been really good at that 10, 20, 30 years ago. I did a great job today. I don't care. The key is getting people that you wouldn't think of. Obscure. I doubt that you did that great of a job. I was 14, I think, was my rarity score today. So all my percentages added up to 14. Uh, not bad. That's pretty good. I have trouble thinking of people who played on two teams anymore. Uh, is that some deterioration? No, it's tough. It's not always easy. You got to think. I mean, when it's. I mean, I can think of the obvious. Who are some you would have put in for Cardinals and Yankees? Because that was one of them today. You know, Martinez. Yeah, that's who I put. He was like 3%. I would have put. Uh, who else would I have put in there? Oh, that's a tough Willie one. McGee. That he never played for the. He Yan never played for the Yankees. Uh, Harrison Bader. That's a good one. Recent. Uh, I would have. I would have to think about that one. Uh, Marty more. Marion ever played no, for the Marty Yankees? Marty Marion was never a Yankee. Uh, boy, that's a good one. Enos Slaughter ever a Yankee? No, Enos Slaughter never played for the Yankees. All right, I'm... most of the guys I guess would have to have been pretty recent then. Uh, yeah, Jordan Montgomery comes to mind. Uh, I'd have to really sit down and really examine that one. It's not easy. I'm sure there's but a you, you come I'm up sure there's a ton of players. Right, you come up with one though, and it's uh, and that's all you have to do. So you're good. Yeah, but you like to think about it. If you're if you're like me, you like to think. I had one that was like point zero zero one percent today. I wish I remembered what it was. Yeah, it's to your your brain is on the collapse. I don't know about that. Well, I do. I'm I'm telling. I think you. it's uh, recovering very nicely. Here's what we have in store for you today on the show. Paul Mills, Wichita State men's basketball coach, joins us at 225. Shockers uh, preparing to play Kansas State up at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City coming up Thursday night. I got a dinner to go to. I got to rush out of there. Get out. Get out. Well, got to go. Go, go, you go. You got a dinner to go to, huh? Yeah. Huh. I wonder what that is. Don't have time to waste with small I've, talk. I've I got to get out to go of there. To. What yeah. time is that game? 730. Ah, you'll be fine. Rarely takes an hour and a half. As long as we get going quickly. And uh, as usual, people there want to spend a lot of time talking to me. So Not really. Just enjoy the experience. They want a, a lot of questions. No, you kind of in, uh, interrupt people when they're talking to others. That's kind of your, your thing. Well, there's no question who the main draw is. Mm, it's not you. At uh, 2.45, Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director. And then uh, in hour number two, we'll play a game as we uh, get through a Tuesday edition. Tomorrow on the show, the three-man booth. And then Thursday, uh, the three-man booth again with a four-man booth for a segment. Hunter Flanagan, a contest winner who requested, after winning the contest, Requested to be on the show on a day I'm hosting. And uh, really, we'll accommodate him on Thursday. 
your birthday. Well, good. I won't be there. Really? You don't want to no. be there? No. If Hunter's like, I only want Bob, then no. I don't well, need he to wanted be. a day that I'm here. He didn't want to be with you and Duda. I well, mean, that would have been way more fun, but good who for won? him. Most people, probably. You know, I, I if I ever start to believe that, I will step aside. I mean, if you want a very tense environment and, you know, kind of walking on eggshells, then yeah, Bob. Is that what I create? Kind of. Tell me more about that. <laughs> why? No, go deeper into See, that. See, this no. is why... Tell me more about that since you've made the accusation. I've told you many times before you're unpredictable mood-wise. It's not necessarily a criticism. My mood is always the same on this show. On this show, sure. And it's it's pretty much always the same all the time anymore. Which is? Fine. Gregarious? When I need to be. I'm not gregarious. I'm a, I'm a more gregarious person than you are. Hmm. That's tough. I don't know well, about we'll that. Well, we'll ask uh, Duda's texting it. We'll ask Paul Mills. <laughs> uh, he must have, uh, oh, he's not here Thursday. Uh, well, that's that's too bad. You know, wh what's the deal with Duda? What's he got going on? What does that mean? I'm out Thursday then as well. Yeah, I don't get it. He I hung want us, him here Thursday. He hung us out to dry the last time this happened. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. What what does that mean? I don't know. His texts uh, are difficult to uh, comprehend. I can't decipher that. I'm whatsoever. out Thursday then as well. If we have a special guest for one segment, you clowns are abandoning the show. Well, I was joking, but I don't know about Duda. Well, now he's giving us an LOL for whatever that's maybe worth. Du maybe Duda was joking. Maybe he was. He's a little bit more sociopathic than me. What does he hung us out to dry the last time this happened That must mean? be, that's obviously a complaint about you, but I'm trying to figure out what it is. Something you did, said you were going to be somewhere, didn't show, I don't know. I don't know either. But Duda's better at uh, joking and making it seem serious, so I never know what to believe with him. Well, he did give us an LOL, so that indicates that we're supposed to be laughing out loud. Or he is. With him and not at him, which is normally the case. No, definitely not. Um, what's going on in the world of sports? What's going on in the I world like of sports? I I'm going to make an observation a football on, game on last wrestling. Night. How do you feel about that? All right, hit me. I'm going to make an observation about wrestling. Uh watched Monday Night Raw last night. I will say that Gunther that I said right, is a full-fledged main guy. Well, I don't think there's any question about that. And will he be a world champion soon? Yes, but who, it just depends. Which belt will he take? Well, he'll have to take Seth Rollins' belt because he's on well, Raw. They're already lined up to take Seth Rollins' belt. Drew McIntyre. CM um, Punk. That's it's hard to break into that uh, top, top, top guy. But WWE has never had more popular people than it does right now, that are quote unquote over with the fan base. And Gunta is certainly one of those people. Think, when, when you're what a, what a what a silly way to say that. But when your rumored WrestleMania opponent is Brock Lesnar, then yeah, I think you've very much arrived. Well, I hope that. I don't know. I'm over Brock Lesnar. But uh, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to see that? And then my other observation is, 
the Creed Brothers are the best tag team I've ever seen. Ever? Already. Already. Please. Already. Don't be ridiculous. Where's my friend Scott Griffith? Oh, my either? God. No, seriously. They're going to be awesome, but let's I just. I would rather talk wrestling with Scott Griffiths, your friend, uh, than anyone in the world. Okay, I mean that's your choice. If you want to dumb it down, then that's great. Not that he's dumb, why but he, are you, he why doesn't. Why are you insulting he doesn't your have, friend? He's he's very in touch and in tune, and he and he knows the stuff, but he doesn't have the empirical knowledge that well, I, I do. disagree. Well, you can disagree all you want. I'm, I'm, I disagree. That I'm, man knows his stuff. He doesn't go back to the late '80s. You can start him in the Attitude Era. And yeah, pretty good. But uh, before that, Name a, uh, I, I wish get get have him call, because I was thinking about this very carefully, without and trying not really to you just want him to call and not to just Scott? jump out there with a crazy observation. But I'll make this point for anybody who cares, and anytime you talk pro wrestling, you know you're gonna you're gonna lose some people, but that's okay, uh, because I have things to say about it. Those are the two most athletic guys. I mean, just well, yeah, they're amateur the wrestlers. Stuff they were doing last night—they're—they're they're remarkable. They are big, big time, and they—it well, it feels like they've been doing this forever. That's why they're like third matches for the uh, tag so team title. So Triple H, who runs that operation, must see it like I do. Oh, obviously. But to say that they're the best ever is ridiculous. Who's better? The Usos? No. New Day? No. Uh, the Hart Foundation? No. Yes. They were more popular. They, uh, they the Hardys? They certainly had a following over time. Yes, I'll give you that. I'll bet you right now they're sitting in a room somewhere saying, we got something here, guys. What do I we do? I think they knew that already. What do we do with these two? Well, one what? of them is looks more like looks looks the part a little bit more. Uh, no, they both look the part. The no, Are the you dark, talking about the more sturdy the guy, the darker hair guy. It kind of looks the part more. No, I if disagree. They ever, if they ever split off and become singles, that'll be the guy. No, I disagree. And I'm not saying that'll ever happen. I disagree with you. They're okay. both the guy. Well, I'm talking about looking the part, like his look. He looks more main event to me. I disagree. Okay, that's fine. I think they're both main event. I predict superstardom for them. Well, again, this is not a difficult prognostication to make when they're basically like their third or fourth match on television is the main event of Raw for the tag titles against one of the well, hottest what, acts. What, uh, not, that means that people in the know, people who are making these decisions, in Stamford, Connecticut, home of the WWE, are in complete agreement with this guy. With you, yeah. Did they consult you? or? Well, they should have. They should have, frankly. Because I could have told them. I don't, know, I don't know why you feel so threatened every time I try to, try to come up with an opinion. No, no one's threatening you. Are we going to get a call? Yeah, I think so. Well, good. Max, let me know. When we get this call from the man I hold up. Do you think he even watched Raw last as, night? Well, we'll see. The man I hold up as my beacon of <laughs> wrestling expertise. Well, that's just because you want to disrespect me, and that's fine. I'm not disrespecting you. Of course you. you are. In your heart of hearts, you know better than that. Every time 
we watch wrestling together and we watch the the big pay-per-views. We have a, a crowd over here at the house. Yeah, and uh, who's missed several in the well, last? I'm a little worried about Scott Griffith. Is he hanging on here? Uh, you know, I could you know me, I'll I'll cut you loose. If I'm not get if I'm not if I'm not getting what I need, and here is Scott Griffith. Uh <laughs> who's watched a ton of wrestling with us. Scott, I made the comment. Uh, first of all, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well. I made the comment that the Creed brothers are the best tag team I think I've ever seen. Uh, their, their bounds know no limits. I think they're both on the way to being two of the biggest stars in wrestling. They have everything you can imagine. Charisma, ability, athleticism. What are your thoughts? Uh, they're the real deal. They are the next. That's what you want wrestling in WWE. There you go. They have. They <laughs> why do you? Can, why does Jeff? Have, why do you feel? Why do you feel like Jeff is so threatened by you? Threatened? Because he knows my knowledge of this is probably a little better <laughs> right now than his. <laughs> Well, he used to be there you go. I mean, I couldn't well, have put it any works. better. Anyway, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm amazed. You know, it takes a lot to impress me. We see a lot of uh, young wrestlers come up, and they're fine. They're okay. Yeah, Omos. How's he doing? Omos will be back. <laughs> they can't figure out what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. And, because you know, I may. They don't want to waste them. Exactly. Thank Here, you. What can we do with Omos? Oh, how about we keep him off TV for six months? Well, you know. That'll that'll build him up. You'll see him. At, uh, he's I'm in sure he'll be in the Rumble. Rumble. I'm sure he'll be in the Rumble. Anyway, Scott, I just wanted to get your uh, thoughts on the Creed Brothers because it's been a while since I've seen uh, that kind of total package in both of them. Well, Lex Luger. Well, that's a little Yeah, that's stone silence. <laughs> it's a, it's an almost an insult to have him weigh in, Scott. But so, what are we gonna do? Uh, well, we've we've grown used to it, there, Bob. <laughs> Will you make a commitment right now to be here for the Royal Rumble? I am there for the Royal Rumble, one hundred percent. There you go. He's my he's you our timer. Someone, All right. You got to have someone to talk to during it, and actually knows their stuff. Exactly. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for the call. Good job, Scotty. Yep. Creed Brothers, next champs, just saying, you know. <laughs> well, there you go. That's They probably uh, should have won it last night. They're probably, the WWE is probably not prepared for them to, to have taken off this quickly. Uh, obviously, they were. They put them in the main event. But they didn't Up crown them champions. Right, but they put and them. And they should have. They might as well have. They, are, they, they know that they're now in that conversation. Being being talked about that way, being positioned the way they were, they're already in. They might as well be tag champs. But every everybody who watches this stuff is saying the same thing. And of course, they shouldn't have won last night. You want to see that team chase. You want to see that team work at it for a couple months and then and then get over and then the react. Last night, I mean, these pretty unfamiliar te teams so far. You well, don't want to like Damian Priest too. Everybody loves Damian Priest. But, I mean, come on. And Finn and Rhea and even Dom. Yeah, whatever. We talked wrestling almost that whole segment.
Well, and if, if people don't like it, the heck with it. Well, Duda departed, so whatever. Duda left the show? Yeah, he said he well, lost me. We lo- uh, You know what? And I know he's still listening. <laughs> lost me. Have a good show. LOL, but seriously, see ya. That's what the most a- we get out of text with Duda. He usually is a K or a thumbs up. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right, we will take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some Shocker basketball. I'm going to ask Paul Mills if he's a wrestling fan. <laughs> I doubt it. You doubt it? Well, yes. Every kid watches wrestling. Well, he might have in his youth, but I doubt he does anymore. You know, if I could get a big screen and put on the Royal Rumble at League 42, how many kids would come to watch? I don't know. That's a, re- that's you, a good question. That's something I'm going to think Probably about. Probably a lot. All right. Break. Paul Mills next. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KFH. Paul Mills joins us, Wichita State head men's basketball coach. I'm sure you're excited about Christmas, Coach Mills, but you have a a little business uh, with Kansas State coming up Thursday night up at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Welcome to the show. How are you? Great, Bob and Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. That uh, that game against Southern Illinois over the weekend, I expected that to be a tussle. I'd heard a lot about Xavier Johnson. I think he even surprised me. That's one of the best players in the country. I've been curious to know your feelings about him uh, since that game was played. What did you think of his performance? Well, a really, really good player. And, you know, it was Manu Ginobili back in the day when he played for the San Antonio Spurs, the lefty that you always had to pay attention to and had to be on high alert. You always knew he was going left. And at the end of the day, you really couldn't do much even to stop it, even though you kind of knew how dominant of a hand he had when he went in that direction. I felt that same way about Xavier Johnson, really good with the ball in his right hand. And as much as we tried to prevent him from getting to his dominant hand, uh, if you look at the last two shots, uh, both of them are going right. So he's just one of those players that's really difficult to contain. I know he's leading the country in scoring with Zach Eady, number two. And people probably know about Zach Eady, but I think others will soon figure out about Xavier Johnson and not only his ability to drive and his ability to shoot, um, but he gets more than five assists a game. So he was he he was a total package. 
as as a coach, what's your perspective on on how that happens exactly? Because he's a guy who played an entire uh, collegiate career, basically. He's a graduate student, and he averaged seven points last year. How does a guy go from that to being the leading scorer in the country? Had you watched film on him uh, previous to this year to see any changes? I didn't see anything previously because I didn't watch the film, but I will tell you that a lot of players, they get better obviously, the more they play and the older that they get. Um, I, I remember Rick Barnes, the head coach at Tennessee, is a good friend, and he would tell me how uh, Kevin Durant would lose every one-on-one game. And he he would be playing against older guys. And I was like, man, if Kevin Durant is losing one-on-one games at 18, um, there, there's a stark difference between 22 and 23-year-olds sometimes. And so you have a player in Xavier Johnson who's a really good player who's in his fifth year of playing college basketball, being at a really good program in, in George Mason. And, and then as a year at Southern Illinois, in order to figure things out, then obviously really emerged. And some of that may be understanding uh, more of the reads that, that are required and what they do offensively. But a lot of that's just experience and age. Paul Mills, our guest, Wichita State men's coach, K-State next on the docket Thursday night, 7.30 tip up at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Uh, you speak of players improving, and, of course, we don't have much of a point of reference for Colby Rogers, who, by the way, lit it up in the second half and that went over Southern Illinois. We do, however, with Xavier Bell and Kenny Poto, both of whom uh, have been different players this year. They they appear to be much more comfortable, more confident. Talk about their development. Well, I can't really speak on that because I don't know much about what they were previously. You know, I, I've heard people tell me that, you know, certain players have, have made strides, but it's probably like being around your children every day when people see them. They're like, oh, they're getting so big, and you're around <laughs> them every day, and they look the same to you. Uh, you, you really can't tell the difference. And, you know, whether it be Quincy Ballard or, or, or Kenny or Xavier, um, I just see them every day in practice, and, and I know that they put in time. I know this is important to them. I know that they are extremely coachable, and they care about doing the right things on and off the court. And so that's usually a pretty good formula for, for getting better. Everybody's probably going to make strides minus some injuries. And th- those guys have, have made strides, but I'm I'm just not familiar enough where they were a year ago uh, to where they are now to really to really give you much of an educated um, statement on that. So yeah, they were they they are a lot better, <laughs> uh, to say the least. So how did it uh, go for you as someone with a, a pretty set rotation, trying to figure out where Ronnie DeGray fit into that? I'm sure you had thought about it previously, just in case he perhaps got the waiver and became eligible. But what what went into that decision-making there, and what did you think of him uh, the other night? Obviously made the game-winning defensive play. Yeah, knowing all of this went down on Tuesday, and uh, we met um, Tuesday uh, once once we kind of knew what was going on and, and how this could be a really good chance based on everything that we had heard. And... Uh, met and probably met for about two hours. Just, you know, where, where does Ronnie fit in? How many minutes do we think he, he's going to play? 
all right, if we think he's going to play, you know, X amount of minutes, we're X amount of minutes being taken from um, because it, it's going to impact somebody and, and where, you know. It probably doesn't do us a lot of good to say it impacts Quincy Ballard simply because we weren't going to play him at that position and or Xavier Bell because we weren't going to play him at that position. So uh, going through, met for about two hours, came to an arrangement. Then we heard about the 14-day window and it was like we wasted two hours. And uh, and then all of a sudden it changed, and you know what? They're actually going to be eligible. So about 11:30 on Friday night, um, I was trying to pull up those notes that I had torn into pieces in a trash can. I was up here going through it and like, oh, do I do I have that information that we previously wrote down? But I thought Ronnie's first game, I, I told him kind of where he would come in, and just told him to expect this, be ready for this, and he came in and and did better than. Uh, played more minutes than I anticipated him, but you know I go back to that final play um, to where he has the block shot on Xavier Johnson in order for us to secure the victory. It's he has defensive versatility and guard a number of players and um, has the ability to switch out and he also has the the physicality in order to to even match up against bigger players. And then we knew we knew his his ability offensive rebound. Obviously, having four of them in the first half that led to um, not only extended possessions but possessions that we ended up scoring on. And just a tremendous job in his reads and everything that he's done. So um, he'll he'll get better as the year progresses as well. Talking with Paul Mills, Wichita State. So Colby Rogers, we we knew we we expected him to be an offensive force, uh, but we really have seen him at times take over games. He did take over the game in the second half against Southern Illinois with his shooting. It was like everything he took, put up was going to go in. How often do you see that in practice? Uh, do you think uh, he's a player that has uh, – I don't know how to put this necessarily. Do you think there's more there? Do you think he can give this team even more than he's given it so far? There's definitely more there. He's uh, he's pretty untapped in regards to his ability and – I would tell you that he can probably do a lot more on the ball. You know, I thought one of the things that that triggered um, his ability to to put points together in that spurt was Kenny Poto off of a post-up kickout, ended up running the same action, something similar with he and Kenny uh, that he capitalized on. And, you know, once guys see two or three go in, uh, we've seen it. So you just kind of feel comfortable letting a player like that make solid decisions. I think so much goes into it from a from a film room perspective and a practice perspective that players kind of understand, you know, when they're feeling it and then and then what's needed in order to keep that match lit. But the players on the court also have to understand and and that ability to get guys the basketball and then they kind of turned up their aggression, and so some other people had to make plays, which Xavier did um, late, and and as well as Kenny uh, just being able to be around the rim. And so I think all of that being said, Colby has has ability. Um, we it, as he continues to grow and get better, he'll be way more consistent. And at the same time, I think he has on-ball ability. It's not just off-ball ability. He can do some things with the ball in his hands out of pick and rolls as the lead guard. So 
I, I think there's a lot there that's untapped, and he, he and I have had long conversations about that. And uh, I, I think he's on the same page as me, and I think as his career progresses, we'll see more with him with the ball in his hands at a league guard spot. You know, we talked, like Bob mentioned earlier, about the improvement of returning players. We talk about Colby's scoring. Um, a guy we don't necessarily seem to be talking about a whole lot is is Harlan Beverly. But how much different would this team look without his steadiness? He's a guy who can, you know, guard multiple positions. He's got the experience. He makes good decisions. He can get a bucket for you when you need it. I mean, he's he's – I don't know if you feel like he's unsung, but how much different would this team look without him? Yeah, we'd be in trouble. Uh, you kind of have to have a guy who relishes the challenges defensively, and he definitely does that. Um, you know, going back to the job that he did on Jordan King, not just him, but uh, our, our whole backcourt uh, just did a phenomenal job on the guard, Jordan King. And, and we told the guys the other night when playing Xavier Johnson, he may go for 35, and that doesn't mean we did a bad job. Uh, sometimes players make tough shots, and that happens. But we have to stay engaged. Harlan is one of those guys who can stay engaged and pays more attention to the profile of the shot rather than the result of the shot. You can play good defense, and the other team can still score. And you can play bad defense when the other team could miss. Um, so we just need to understand what, what the shot profile needs to be and and I think he, because he's older and experienced and, and been around high-level basketball, he kind of understands that I need to pay more attention to the shot I'm giving up rather than the result. And, and that kind of stuff, when you have players of that caliber who understand that, they don't ride the roller coaster uh, of – of games sometimes they understand what needs to be done in order to put yourself in a position to succeed and he's one of those guys final moments here with paul mills he's got to meet with the uh, real media coming up here in about 10 <laughs> minutes, 10 minutes. <laughs> so i have long been a proponent of wichita state uh, playing kansas state in kansas and uh, for a long time uh the schools up there in the northeast part of the state didn't necessarily buy into that. But you got them both this year. You got them back-to-back. -back. Kansas State this week on Thursday night. Then uh, a week from Saturday on the 30th against Kansas, both games in Kansas City. You like playing these games? You like playing them back-to-back? -back? Would you rather have, have them spread out a little bit? How do you feel about playing these two schools? Yeah, no, I, I think these come at a good time. I'd probably prefer to play before Christmas break um, just because Christmas is just one of those holidays where people get away and invest in the holiday and completely understandable. And sometimes when, when they come back, it, it may take a week or two before they get back to a situation. It's almost like returning to work after you know, 10 days, two weeks of vacation. Um, it, it may take a little while before your bearings come about you. But uh, we, we are excited about playing the game. We're excited about Thursday night. We're excited about the Kansas game on the 30th. Um, ha having it played in Kansas City is, is fine by us. The only preference I'd have is Coke Arena. Um, but we'll get the K-State Wildcats here next year. All right, well, good stuff. We appreciate it. Good luck on uh, Thursday night against K-State, and then uh, have a great holiday. Gentlemen, thanks so much for having me. Merry Christmas. Thanks. All right, Paul Mills, uh, men's basketball coach at Wichita State.
Uh, I get a good vibe from him every the few times we've talked to him. Of course. Certainly not around him the way I've been around previous coaches, but uh, feel good about where he's taking this thing. I think everybody should. Well, there you go. I didn't get around to asking him about the Creed brothers. Uh, that would have been would that have been fun to ask him about? Uh, no, that would have gone absolutely nowhere and killed the show. Really, that would have killed it. Probably for today, anyway. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe he would have enjoyed that. Well, you can ask Kevin Saul about him if you feel the need. I've talked to Kevin more. Uh, I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll go there with him on that either. Well, we we sure hope. I don't not. see Kevin Saul. I see. Paul Mills is more of a potential WWE guy. Really? Yeah. Isn't Kevin Saul a little younger? They might be around the same age. Well, I'd, have to, I'd have to look that I up. I think Mills is 50-ish and Kevin Saul's 43, 44, something like that. I'd have to look that up. Uh, what does that have to do with it? So maybe if Kevin was ever a wrestling fan, he grew up with it like my generation did. Because, you know, most of it stops as a child and then – you're done. But the Attitude Era kept my generation going into teen years. And I've, I've followed wrestling since I was a young, young boy. Right. But a and, lot of people uh, give it up. I get hooked on it because I like the theatrics of it. You know? It's like anything else. I like the performance art. Uh, and I like to kind of play along with the creativity of it. Well, it's, it's, just, it's a lot better now than it has been. It's just kind of fun to me. All right, Kevin Saul, Wichita State's athletic director, joins us on the IHOP hotline. Kevin, it's getting close to the holidays. How you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you? Well, we just had Paul Mills on, so you got a tough act to follow today. He was uh, he was outstanding. Active. Awesome. That's good to hear. That's good to he hear. Told what us you some department secrets? <laughs> okay, good. So good. there you go. So I before we get started with the serious stuff, we've been talking uh, pro wrestling, and uh, I want to ask you if you ever had a moment in your life where you cared about it. <laughs> uh, maybe as a young kid, and I probably had my mom or dad come downstairs and ask me what the heck I was watching, and we quickly turned <laughs> it to Sports Center or some version of that. <laughs> there you go. There's my answer. There you go. That's uh, now. I guess now the the serious stuff begins. I've been wanting uh, Kevin to ask you about ticket prices and and for men's basketball and how you determine those. Who's involved in in setting those prices? I see on when uh, the game against Memphis tickets are sixty to seventy five dollars. Is is that kind of the going rate? I'm kind of out of that game. Uh, so how does how is all of that determined? Jeff, I think there's there's a lot that goes into that. Obviously, um, th there is a financial component, and there's a lot of pressure on our basketball program, obviously, to help fund the, a, a good portion of what we do. I think as you, you work through, first and foremost, season ticket pricing, um, you've got to make sure that the uh, mini plans and the single-game pricing and any promotional deals – that you continue to honor uh, the season ticket pricing in that. In other words, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, to significantly rebate um, other elements of your ticket packages if it's, if it's uh, going to hurt, obviously, the value that's associated with 
your season tickets. So you want the greatest value to be to be in that because obviously that's that's what we're pushing for is uh, is season tickets. As you guys know, we're very transparent. A couple years ago, we were down about 320 season ticket accounts. Um, and uh, I think we, we renewed at a 93% rate from last year to this year and picked up about 115 new accounts. So certainly well on our way to getting back to where we, where we have been. Um, obviously, it is a significant investment, and we're incredibly appreciative of, of those that, that do that. And we're trying to find creative spots for us to provide rebates and, and do some group ticket sales. We had a group that uh, did 376 uh, tickets the other night for Southern Illinois, wow. and so we've got that as a, a focused effort within our ticket offices, outbound sales for many plans and groups, and um, it's somewhat complex, and there's a lot of variables that go into it, but at the end of the day, obviously, we're trying to do our very best to uh, to not only get folks in the building, but also meet our financial uh, needs and demands to support championship-level programs across our department. Kevin Salt, our guest, Wichita State Athletic Director. So Chip Kelly uh, uh, posted or vi- a video or somebody posted a video of Chip Kelly talking about the future of college football and what he would like to see. And he'd like to see college football broken out away from the rest of the sports and college athletics and kind of become its own entity run by its own commissioner. Uh, some really thoughtful ideas, I thought, and – Having listened to it now two or three times, every the, when I listen to it, I'm thinking, this makes really good sense. Uh, is it practical? Is it is it feasible? Is there a way in the world, in your opinion, Kevin, that something like that could ever happen? That college football could kind of get its own treatment, and we could kind of get back to normal with everything else. Well, it's interesting you say that, uh, Bob. We uh... We've actually been going through some of the the older hard copy files that we have within athletics and trying to digitize some of those and make sure that we retain the pertinent ones for record keeping. And I actually came across a letter from Ohio State University back in the mid to late 80s that was communicating the Supreme Court's decision to pull television rights away from the NCAA and to give the control and autonomy to, to leagues and conferences to negotiate their own TV rights. And some that, that are well-versed in the evolution of athletics over the last many decades would argue that's, that's the moment in time where conference realignment became a, a real possibility and pathway in the mid to late 80s. And so what have you seen since then? Well, you saw SEC and Southwest Conference uh, realignment in the 90s, and you've seen the Big 12 uh, in, in the 90s. Um, and then you've seen the SEC and just so many others uh, advancing towards present day where we've got uh, teams that are shifting all over the place. So I would argue in, in some respects, college football has been separated out as a part of the conversation since that letter in the mid eighties and obviously it's evolved to a very different spot now, 40 years later. Um, but there's certainly some merit to, to coach Kelly's ideas. I think the key is going to be, you know, you've got uh, 260 some odd schools playing division one college football at different levels. You've got the, 
Um, the CFP level, you've got the, the uh, FCS level with the 63 scholarships as opposed to 85. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, varied ways that it's approached from institution to institution. So finding a, a broad and diverse solution that fits everybody will be a challenge, uh, but certainly some intriguing ideas coming from Coach Kelly at uh, UCLA. This might not be my my very best question because it seems obvious, but at the same time, I don't think I know the answer. So the the two programs you've been athletic director of F, is FCS football and then we had Mary, Murray State and then no football. How much attention do you have to pay to big-time football when it's not necessarily part of your athletic department? Um, how much does big-time football affect Wichita State's athletic department, if at all? Well, I think it's a really important question, Jeff, and and um, I'm not sure I have a great answer to that either other than to tell you I think it's really important to stay dialed into the landscape of, of our industry nationwide. I mean, obviously, it's no secret we're a non-football playing um, member of a, of a league uh, where every other institution that's a part of that league plays football, so we certainly have to pay attention to that and and advocate in, in ways that we can for the American Athletic Conference in all the sports, including football, and and uh, trying to assess uh, how we bring value to that league as well. And so, again, I, I think it's it's it might be a little bit closed-minded to say that because we're not sponsoring football, you don't have to pay attention to any of those issues. But I think you do just from a NCAA membership perspective to be able to forecast where things are going. Uh, conference realignment has so much to do with football, and certainly conference realignment can impact anybody and everybody. Um, and then you take it down to the league level, and we're we're an institution uh, that doesn't play football amongst a bunch of institutions that, that do. So I, I don't think that it does anybody um, well for, for us to ignore what's going on in the football scene. So obviously we want to stay attuned to that as we move forward. Kevin Saul, our guest, recently Mike Oresco announced that uh, he's a retiring commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. I think everybody would agree that he's had a challenging job and one he's met uh, head on and I think done a, a fabulous job. Is uh, How much did that catch your attention? He is 74 years old, so retirement makes sense in some, in some ways. Uh, did, how much... Uh, how important is this uh, kind of fork in the road for the American? I think it's incredibly important anytime you have a change in leadership. And I, I would start just first and foremost saying that uh, Commissioner Oresco, Mike, has, has had a phenomenal career. It started in uh, television, working for two of the major television networks. And certainly he brought that acumen and experience to the conference commissioner role starting out in the Big East and, and all the transitions that happened in the Big East uh, to land in the American uh, Athletic Conference. And then the growth of that league is, quite frankly, the best uh, group of five league um, in the country as it relates to football and certainly has been knocking on the door of um, some of the, the successes that you even see in the Power Five leagues in terms of uh, New Year's Six bowl game wins. Um, you can go on and on in terms of um, – television ratings and those sort of things. So I think he's been a, a great uh, ambassador uh, for college athletics. He's certainly done a, a remarkable job for the American Athletic Conference. He will be missed, and uh, there's certainly big shoes to fill in that area. 
So, you know, obviously when, when you became athletic director and as your tenure kind of went on in this first few months, Wichita State men's basketball wasn't in the best place. It's, obvi- it's on a much stronger footing now, it seems. But did, when, when you got here and, and it was in that place, did you feel like Wichita State was behind, I don't know, behind other programs even in the conference? Or is it, is it just kind of easy to expect that you can fix it right away through the transfer portal and, and other ways to build your roster? Yeah, that's a great question, Jeff. I, I think that every institution has its assets and every institution has its challenges or, or blind spots, if you will. So I think it's important to to do the work to accentuate what you do well and what are the assets in your program and certainly the history and tradition of our, our men's basketball program and many other, other uh, of our programs in our 15-sport uh, portfolio have had great success. So obviously you want to accentuate that success and build upon it. We're also in a growth industry. And so we are in an industry that is committed to what I call the productivity cycle, where you plan and prepare, execute, evaluate, plan and prepare, execute, evaluate, plan and prepare. And so as you commit yourself to that cycle, certainly if you're taking an honest look at your organization, you're going to see areas where you can improve. And we've um, certainly identified um literally hundreds of those areas that we can improve, whether it's in our service framework, internal, external culture, um, how we recruit, when we recruit, what um, um, what are our priorities, uh, financial priorities, uh, zero-based budgeting, how do we create a student-athlete experience that our, our young people don't, don't desire to leave. And so when you start thinking about it in those global areas, we've got a lot of work to do. And uh, I think our staff have done a great job in identifying areas we can get better, and some of it's low-hanging fruit, and some of it's going to require some hard work, get our elbows dirty a little bit, and um, and really work at it to, to, to make improvements. But regardless of, of what athletic department you support or work in, there's always things to do and always things to work on, um, even if you're wildly successful, because we are committed to a growth industry. We want to continue to get better. Final question here for Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, Shocker Basketball, K-State Thursday night in Kansas City and then a week uh, from Saturday against Kansas, also in Kansas City. Where are those series? I know K-State is coming to Coke Arena next year, the final year of a four-year agreement. Uh, is there any been any movement to extend that? And also with the KU uh, situation, any move to play beyond this season? Yeah, I think those the dialogue and those conversations will will continue to progress. They, they have continued, and obviously both institutions, when you look at matchups, are trying to leverage the best possible situation for their institution and their programs and the in the state that they're in at that current time. And so I would tell you, yes, there's there's interest. Those conversations have continued. Uh, you know, I think we, we stop and smell the roses a little bit. We've got a a great four-game set against Kansas State that, that culminates in a final game in Coke Arena next year, as you, you suggested. And then, obviously, we've got some postseason history with the Jayhawks, but we haven't played them in a regular season in 32 years. So uh, the matchup that we've got um, uh, at the end of this month is obviously uh, one that I think a lot of folks are looking forward to, December 30th. Uh, again, first time in 32 years, and we'll continue that dialogue with those 
ADs and, and head coaches and basketball administrators to see if we can come up with something that would be beneficial for both of our programs. But if we're in an interesting geographic region with K-State, KU, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, um, just a lot of, of really high-quality basketball programs uh, in our region. And obviously we want to take advantage of that. All right, we always appreciate it. You've had a good run so far, a lot of good things happening. I don't know that anything has been better than bringing Red Panda in for the halftime performance the other day. That's probably your crowning achievement, Kevin. Well, I would tell you that's uh, that all the credit to our external team, and, and Connor Phelps, our director of marketing, does an awesome job. And, and again, it, it, it's been um, it's been a blessing this first year and a half. We've gotten a lot accomplished. There's a lot of work to be done, and so we'll continue to be diligent in that. But we've got a lot of great people pulling the rope in the same direction. We'll continue to improve. Well, thank you for coming on. We always appreciate it. Uh, best of luck uh, on your trip up to KC, and best of luck to the Shocks. Thank you, Kevin. It's happy holidays to you, and uh, just appreciate uh, your support of our programs, the opportunity to be on your show. All right. Thanks. We'll talk soon. All right, Kevin guys. Saul, athletic director. There you go. He's leaving us. Uh, athletic director at Wichita State. I obviously wasn't at the game, but I caught video of Red the Yeah, I think Red they showed Panda. some of it on ESPN+. Plus. They did, and it's just remarkable what that woman does. She's pretty uh, impressive. Well, it's uh, unbelievable. You know, don't don't be subdued about it. Well, she's fine. You know, well, give, me, give me something. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people. She's talk, on a unicycle. A lot of people talk very glowingly about her. Man, you'd be surprised. What are you? Know. Where are you going with know. this? You'd be surprised at the stuff that just ba- barely registers with me, if at all. So Red and Panda doesn't register with me. Not you. really. I mean, it's not that it's bad. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. She's got bulls on her head. No, on her feet, and she gets them to her head. Right. And never drops one. Yeah, it's amazing. And while riding a unicycle. What do you want? It's not it's no it's no indictment against her talent. What do you need, man? What what is it that you're longing for? I'm not longing for anything. What is it that's not happening in your life? And by the way, when did you grow this this uh Somewhat obnoxious mustache. You don't like the mustache? I don't know if I do or not. It's, got, it's just a goatee without the middle part. Well, I just don't understand how anyone could watch Red Panda and not be thoroughly entertained and impressed. It just, it's just remarkable. To, what about Quick Change? Did that do anything for you? Mm. No? <laughs> what, does, what does move the needle? I don't know. Well, what a... What a terrible, uh, unemotional life you lead. It's very, yes, unemotional. No, seriously, exactly where are you at? Do you enjoy quick change? Yes. Didn't I'm, one of those people die, or am I speaking way out of turn? I'm, I'm, I'm mar- I, and I enjoyed it when they brought out the dogs that uh, chase the Frisbees. Well, everybody loves that. If you were involving animals, then, yeah, I'm 100% in. My gosh. Time for a break. We'll come back. We've got an hour left. We will uh, have a game coming up at about 3.25 today. Tomorrow on the show, the three-man booth. Probably bring in our, our friend Mike Furches uh, to talk a little pop culture and have a little holiday festive festivity with him. Uh, so good stuff. We'll be back. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.